Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, boys, as the holidays are approaching, uh, it's getting colder outside, and uh, I've been enjoying sipping uh, Lagaris Roasters Happy Ramp Signature Blend uh, in the morning and throughout the day. And Piper, uh, Lagaris Roasters, the good people at Lagaris Roasters, uh, with whom we are in business, they have uh, they have a special business. Uh, offer for the month of December, do they not? They do. Good through the 21st. So that is the Friday before Christmas, um, which should be the week that this episode releases. If you use the code HAPPY20, you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So that means you have about one more week to order coffee for all of your friends and family and, you know, all six, seven, eight bags for yourself. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have a wonderful holiday and get carry you over into the new year because they're actually going to shut down for Christmas. This is what family businesses do, especially when they care about their family. Yeah. They uh, they close the doors for a little while to celebrate the holiday. So it's good through the 21st. Use the code happy 20. Get some delicious. Uh, they have they have Brazilian roast. They have mm-hmm. the happy rate signature roast. They have a couple other podcast signature roasts, which aren't nearly as good as the happy rate signature roast. Um, and, and then they also have tea. We have a happy rant tea. That's like a strong black blend with sort of an, an alpine kind of flavor to it. If you're a tea drinker, which I am on occasion, not a regular tea drinker, but on occasion, it's really good. So, uh, check those out and use the code happy 20 and make sure you do it by the end of the day on the 21st, or you'll miss out on your discount and they will have closed their doors for the week of Christmas. You know what? Do this, buy a bag for each of your 12 reformed children. Um, do you feel like if every young family in Reformedum did that, Piper, that we would be rich? We would be we would be legitimate coffee moguls at that yeah, point. Yeah, and Hector Lagares would be, you know, he'd he would like buy his own coffee plantation somewhere. Absolutely. Which is and really if you the have goal. twelve children, you probably need twelve bags of coffee. Like that seems that seems reasonable to me. That's right. Absolutely. Amen. So big reform families, if you're listening, get get a bag in honor of each of your children. Um, and we will we will reap the benefit as a as a company. So every uh, it, it, it's sort of cause marketing, Piper, in the sense that um, with every bag of Lagaris Roasters coffee you buy, um, a small portion of the proceeds go to us. So, um, it, and since we're not way. profitable, I think we can call ourselves a nonprofit. So that Dude, means right. you're donating to a nonprofitable uh, entity. Absolutely. No, I love it. Everybody wins in this scenario, Piper. And speaking of winning, um, I have some breaking news here on the program. I have some news that I'd like to break. This came uh, this came off my fax machine this morning, so I've got to I got to produce the fax here in in my studio. Um, and Piper, let me let me take a minute to cue up the breaking news music. Okay, so I gotta I gotta type that in here. Um, are you guys ready? Let's do it. All right. Dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, boys, we've got a little breaking news. And the breaking news is, was our boy Ron Martin actually published by the Gospel Coalition a week or so ago? <laughs> Did this happen? Is this a thing? Um, Ron, you, you are on the program, so weigh in. Uh, did, you, did you actually get one of these essays published by the Gospel Coalition finally? Uh, baby, here's the thing. Okay. There was a time when Big R got published quite a bit on TGC. Yeah. And um, and then I then I kind of 
I kind of started writing for, for other organizations. Oh, you got and, too uh, busy so writing for other organizations. I, I got too busy. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I, then I returned mm. and then, uh, you know, submitted some articles and, uh, there, I think I, no, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how it works. Yeah. I don't know how it works at TGC now, now that it's become what it's become, but, um, yeah, submitted something, uh, I think, I think four to five months ago and mm. it, it, it just dropped out of the blue. I love it. Baby. It was like, it literally, it was like, it was just like waking up one morning and, um, there it was just sitting there like on Christmas morning, mm. all the gifts surrounding the tree, yeah. like hoping you would get something, but mm. not really believing it. And then yes. there it is. Just sitting there, you're like the little kid and on the Polar Express with like the, the like the hole in his pocket, and the and the the TGC article drops out of it. Now, baby, are you? Um, does life feel a little bit differently now? Are you walking a little taller? Does 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 your wife look at you differently now that you're published by the TGC? Does she have that I glimmer mean, in her eye of of you know I'm no longer sharing a home with just Ronald J. Martin. I'm sharing a home with a TGC author. I think it feels like, oh, it's a return back to what things once were. Right. The it's way things should the, be. It's a return to how things need to be. Yes. I so, love it. I love it. Well, yeah. baby, from from the entire program and the entire Happy Rank community, we uh we we tip our cap to you. Congratulations. Um your life and, is you're, and to, you're about to, to pass these Go ahead, to Pike. pass these along, we also received a pile of congratulations from mm. listeners via social media. They were exceptionally enthusiastic. They did have one mild critique of said article, and it was that you were uh, you were several points shy of nine. Yeah, so yeah I know. You, you know, know, there's there's room for growth, but it was a really good first step to get back. I think that's game. why I don't fit in with TGC is because I, I never usually go above three points. That's kind of my own personal rule. The other thing that was funny about this one, boys, was that I literally they they sent me the article as they posted it. And I I barely remembered the article. Mm. Mm. So it was one of those ones where it was so long ago and I'm reading it and I'm going, man, I like I remember one of these things. I don't remember ha- writing half of this. So it was kind of a, it was like it was it was like me. So this is what's crazy. Right. When they wait that long, it's like I'm betting I'm benefiting from the article. I want others to benefit from because it feels like I'm reading it for the first time with zero recollection of what it was. Well, there you so that's go. That's the best thing about this. You can go back and be like, man, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. You can be real impressed Pipe, with yourself. That's what I'm saying. You no I was like, dude, I was like, who wrote that article? Oh, I wrote that article. I was like, who wrote it? Oh, that was me. Oh, that was me because it's 3,000 words shy of what they usually are on, on this website. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it was so long ago. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if what I wrote is true anymore. Like, I don't even know if Baby, what I said, to me. if those As things I said are even true anymore. It's an A. It's an A article. <laughs> Because everybody now, gets baby, an A. Are you saying that because everybody in college gets A's now? Of course. It's impossible Everyone's to get a an A student. Everyone is exceptional. They're all amazing. And, and you are too. And what, happens, and what happens if I don't even turn in the article? What, what's your response? I'm giving you an extension professor? until the middle of next semester. <laughs> You've got until. I mean, what if I need. What if I'm like. What if I'm like Big T? I don't know if I can get to this until 2020. You're going to be cool with that, right? Oh, it's absolutely fine. Just don't, don't have your parents call. That's the only rule of thumb. Yeah. As long as your parents don't call, then we're we're all good. Everybody. So wins. I don't ever have to finish any of my work. Technically, it can always be forthcoming. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, boys, this is a it's a it's a happy day when we can celebrate with Ron about uh, about about getting published at TGC. But we have we have urgent radio business to conduct, and uh, boys, with with 
the reformed world just repopulating the earth at a breakneck pace. Um, <laughs> I've, I've come up with something that I want to run by you and I want to see if it works. I want to see if it has legs. Um, I want to see if it has legs like all those new reformed babies out there. And uh, what I've come up with is a reformed theologian name generator. Um, this is kind of an homage to all, all the name generating games that we kind of grew up with in the 90s where you would pair um, you know, like something in your house with like the, the name of your first street or whatever. So uh, what I've got here, boys, and I, I want us to work through this is uh, what's your reformed theologian name? So here's the formula. The first street that you lived on, um, so think back to childhood homes, the first street you lived on, plus the last name of the nearest theology book in your office, plus your own last name. Um, so, so I'll give you a second to think about it. And um, <clears throat> Piper, do we, do we want to start with you? Do, you? do you have one ready, at the ready? Um, hold, hold on, I'm, uh, I'm browsing my shelf to see what, well, what qualifies as a theology book. Mm. Um, well, that's an interesting. Should we should we ask the resident seminarian? There's only one uh, person on this program who's taken seminary classes, Piper, and it's and it's the great Ron Martin. Yeah, I, I yes, I think we should take uh, the 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 man of the cloth, the seminarian himself, to go first, probably because he he has a wealth of theology books to choose from. He's, I'm sure he's he's literally reclining in a pile of theology books right now. Okay, so it's first street name. It's book closest yeah. and then current last name. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess your last name will always be current. That's that's it. Yeah, that's the magic. Unless you're a woman. Yeah. Um all right, so here's mine. Are you ready? Yeah. Lay it on us. Dude, this one's legit. I'm just telling you boys right Dude, now. Dude, mine's legit, legit too. This, I'm excited about it. This sounds this sounds like one of those new school made up reformed names, okay? I'm just, I dig just it. telling you. Here it is. Yeah. Ecclestone Peterson Martin. Oh, that's so good. Dude, that's so <laughs> did good. You, did you say Ecclestone or Echo Stone? Ecclestone with an L. Ecclestone Peterson Martin. That's epic, man. Dude, that's, that's huge. I think that's legit. That's strong. Ecclestone Peterson Martin. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, that's one of the most made up, made up names that people are naming their kids right now of all time, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's like a cross between like Harry Potter world and theologian. And in, in just because that just that has such a such a a ring to it. Yeah. Dude, I dare any of our reformed listeners who are getting ready to have their fourth kid right now fourth. to name their son Ecclestone. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. But by, by fourth, you mean ninth. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I dig it. Ecclestone. Because what, what was the Ecclestone Peterson Martin? Ecclestone Peterson Martin. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I've got mine ready, boys. Mine, uh, mine, I think, works too. I think mine works... Um, as a name, as a full name, but it also works with, um, you know, like initial potential, you know, how the guys like to use their, their initials. So mine is Greenwood Grudem Cluck, GG Cluck, Greenwood Grudem Cluck. (laughs) Um, dude, GG is really strong. Dude, GG is so over the top. I feel like I could be a, you know, I, I could, I could be like a. A guitar player in Motley Crue with with the name yeah, Gigi Cluck. It's like Nikki Six. Or that's like a, isn't that like a nickname for grandmothers too? Though, like, don't people Gigi? You know, yeah. in the South, every, everybody's got a nickname for their grandparents. It's not like grandma and grandpa. It's always like Mima and yeah, Grand Gram. But, but yeah. like Gigi's on the list. Yeah, I could be a grandmother or a theologian with this name. So I feel like hey, it you know what's me. great about that name too is that it works with a daughter. And I know most Reformed families are hoping they don't have daughters, well, of but course this one not. actually yeah, works. I mean, it's, 
It's this one works for a girl. Dude, our condolences to any reform families who have had daughters. I mean, I know that's that's tough. But. Guys, can we take in a moment of silence? <laughs> yeah, <and> exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> but but don't worry, they'll change their name as soon as you marry them off uh, that, to absolutely. to the local seminarian. So they'll change their name as soon as you arrange their marriage. That's I mean, right. which is only a matter of time, and by that I mean about thirteen years. So a lot of grieving for me and Pipe, given our uh, I know, given our uh, you know our offspring situation. It's here, tough, you know, dude. You don't yeah, have an heir to your like. It's you know, been really tough. You don't have an it's heir really to your tough. TGC article writing empire. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. who do you who do yeah. you hand the keys to that Ferrari off to? Yeah, you I know? don't know, man. Unless I'm, you know, unless unless my daughter becomes an understudy to like Christine Hoover. Or Jen Wilkin. Oh. I, I don't know what hope there is. Dude, I hope she's studying at the Jen Wilkin School of, <laughs> of Women in Reformed Theology, which the I Jen really Wilkin, wish was the a JWA, thing, the yeah. Jen Wilkin Academy. Jen Wilkin Academy. JWA. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Piper, um, what's your Reformed theologian name per our formula? It is uh, Elliot Bonhoeffer Piper. Oh my Whoa. gosh, that works so well. <laughs> Except that Bonhoeffer Piper sounds like the hyphenated last name of like a liberal psychologist or something. <laughs> That's because true. You know, it's yeah. like, the, you know, like Bonhoeffer Gladys Piper Bonhoeffer did the, Piper. This, this, yeah. this seminal research on, you know, I don't know, gender changes or something like that. Right, right. That has to be a short. That has to be an EB Piper, though, Pipe. Yeah, that's an EB, which is good. That that works well. EB yeah, sounds amazing. It does. A, I love yeah. EB. There's a strong history of uh, of of brilliant writers who are EBs. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much in the reform tradition, but you know, EB White, for example. Yeah. So I take that, but yeah, Elliot Bonhoeffer Piper is uh, that's a mouthful, though. That's incredible. That I don't. Know. I'm just thinking. I'm reflecting, boys. Yeah. Like like I do when I take seminary classes and. Uh, I, what I'm, what I'm coming to right now is I can't believe I don't know, uh, somebody named Elliot Bonhoeffer something right now. Baby, I still feel though, like that's, you get that's an, so obvious. That's you get an so A for obvious. that reflection though. That's really good reflection. <laughs> you know what? If I don't turn in that reflection for about a year, are we still good? Baby, listen to me. Take your time. Work? Take your time. It's still an A. Well, yeah, you baby, needed a little get, more, get, you needed a little more time to reflect. Really Absolutely. quick, give everybody some context with what we're talking about, which is that it seems like students now in 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 sort of the current environment, like they they always get A's and they they have lots and lots of grace time to get in their assignments. Lay that out really quickly, Cluck, what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's what you just said. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's literally verbatim what you just said. <laughs> Correct. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You get an A for that answer. Exactly. Yeah. Like if if that were a speech in a in a speech class, you would get an A for it. Um yeah, no, it's just it's it's a little different environment than it was when we went to college, boys. And at the risk of sounding like an eighty-five year old man, it's just, you know, it's taken a little adjusting, I think, for all of us to to get used to it. But uh you What know. does it feel like for you, Big T, just to I mean, obviously, the only grade you give out is an A. So what, <laughs> how does that help your grading process at finals? Do you even look at the papers or do you just like scratch out an A on those things? And you're man, you're 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 drinking eggnog like in five minutes flat. Piper, I feel like we're debuting a segment called uh, t- called get my get my co-host Ted fired from his day job. <laughs> well, I, I'm I not like sure. Every, I'm episode, every episode is like walk the tightrope of getting fired in the yeah. Southern Baptist Convention. So yeah, if, no, if everyone takes it that serious, we should have been fired a long time ago. Yeah. That's true. No, Big R, I, I, re- I refuse to answer that question. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm you know, col- college is amazing. It's a wonderful experience. It's going to be the best four to six years of your life. So cool. I'm going to leave it at that. I can't wait to get an, I can't wait to get an A in your class. Yeah, absolutely. Come, come audit a class, baby. Come take a <laughs> class. So 
Um, I'm sure I'm sure you would do a wonderful job. But boys, in order to um, in order to do a wonderful job at radio, uh, we need to we need to continue working through these uh, through these topics. And boys, literally, like as we were speaking, I got an email from a student who wants to talk about their final grade. Like this is this is the week for that. This is the week for like, you know, you've barely shown up to class the whole semester. You've turned in your papers like written on a post-it note and uh and and you've gotten a bad grade. Now you care. Now you want to talk about it. Um amazing. now it's important. Now it's important. So I love it. Uh anyway, boys, um I wanna I wanna talk about Christmas Eve services because we're uh we're in that season. Tis the season of Christmas Eve services. Soon we'll be going, uh, probably the three of us, to our own respective Christmas Eve services. And I want you to talk about um, the most memorable Christmas Eve service uh, you've been to as a as a person. <laughs> that's, good, <laughs> as, that's good radio. As a person. As a, Thank you for who do I have to up. be to answer this question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Big R, let's start with you. You've, you've been to a lot of these. Um, yeah, dude. So, man... I remember, this was a while ago, right? But I remember I went to this one service. It was at a big church. And dude, it was one of, like, I'm still shocked about it, like, when I think about this thing. This thing was nuts, man. So they had the whole stage decorated like a living room. Yeah. Like a modern living room. Not all super Christmassy, but just like, oh, dude, like, I walked into somebody's, like, like Manhattan apartment kind of a thing, right? Ooh, yeah. And um, and I, I had no idea what was coming. I don't know anything. I don't know what they're doing. This was my church, too, for a little while. So they decorated I, I it like Tim doing. Keller's living room. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. And um, so they did, dude, they did this. They reenacted. Well, they didn't reenact anything. They, they put together like this sitcom performance somehow related to Christmas Eve. I don't even know if it was related to Christmas Eve. But, dude, it was crazy. It was like it was like if you went to like NBC Studios and you were the live audience mm-hmm. for like an episode of like Seinfeld, like Seinfeld yeah. right? Or something like that. And I mean, dude, they just, they did like this half an hour, like sitcom performance. I'm telling you, like I, there was a a minute where I thought they legitimately were using like actors I recognized because it was so good and it was so tight and it was so well acted. And I'm like looking around going like, what, like what's going on right now? And they're filming this thing. And I'm like, did we just step into, like, I thought this was Christmas Eve service. Is this not really a Christmas Eve? Dude, this was LA, right? So they probably were like all out of work, like real actors who went to your church. Dude, it for sure was because it was phenomenal. And I remember we were walking out of there first off thinking like, what was that? Me and Big M. And secondly, like, dude, that was, I mean, did they all pay these guys? Like, what what was the salary that these people got? Because this thing was insane. What would have been super dope and super punk rock about it is if it had had nothing to do with Christmas at all. It was just like a Seinfeld I don't know that episode. it did, Big T. I don't know that it did. <laughs> right. It's a Christmas pageant about nothing. Exactly. I don't think, it, I don't think there was anything Christmassy about it. It was about how Kramer finds away. this Murph Griffin set in the, in exactly. the dumpster behind his apartment. I remember walking away going, hey, when are we going to get to watch this on CBS? Yeah. You know, exactly. after Blue Bloods, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Right, right. So. Wow, baby. That's so a, that was it for me. That's yeah, interesting. That was, that's interesting. It was bonkers, man. It was bonkers. Pipe, what about you? Most memorable Christmas Eve service. Uh, let's see. I mean, I grew up with decidedly unmemorable Christmas Eve services, except that they happened at 1045 at night. Oh, yeah. And so, right. and we're still sad about that for you. It was the uh, the candlelight thing that then it would end at, uh, you know, midnight. So you could wish everybody a Merry Christmas on the way out the door to go sleep for four hours until your kids jumped on your face <laughs> to open presents or whatever. Yep. Um, 
that was an interesting. I feel like the church tradition I grew up in really loved to make people suffer suffer for their, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like they do a pastors conference in February in Minnesota because that's the worst time of the year there. It's the chance to be the most Christmas, miserable, which is the most reformed thing. Yeah, they do thing. Christmas Eve services, you know, which are it's lessons in carols and candlelight, all of which is wonderful. You know, it's it's these readings from scripture, it's it's these wonderful Christmas songs, and then it's when everybody wants to be asleep, yep. which, you know, of course, why wouldn't you do it then? Uh, but I think the most memorable, I don't, I don't can't remember if it was a Christmas Eve service or just like the Christmas church service at this big mega church I went to in the Nashville area for a while. Um, and they just called it Christmas at Long Hollow because mm. apparently Christmas is better at Long Hollow or any other megachurch because they're all over the South, you know, Christmas at insert megachurch here. Um, and Dude, it I was, like that. I blew it this year. Yeah. I mean, like it, it just, it, it adds something to Christmas. The birth of Christ needed the megachurch to be extra special. So just remember that in your church planting strategies. Absolutely. Um, but it was, I mean, it was just a, it was just a show. Yeah. It was it was amazing. So they they had hired a voiceover guy to do to do the readings, mm-hmm. but it was like the voice of God. You know, it was like <laughs> one of these huge resonating voices. And and you know, they have a sound system that can cause earthquakes and so you've got this voice of God, but then they have like the laser light shows on the big walls mm-hmm. of the auditorium with like stars and trees and camels and and just all these different things. And then, you know, and then just replete with the 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 full band of Nashville level musicians doing very rocked up versions of, you know, Christmas carols. You have the the peak vocalist doing Oh, Holy Night. Mm, and it just yeah. it was Old a sim- Siberian orchestra style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like that mixed with like the wow worship style. Mm. So, you know, mash those two up a little bit. Um and then, you know, everybody's – you got the ugly sweater crowd, but then you have like the unironic ugly sweater crowd because it is a southern megachurch and, you know, people are like big hair and bright clothes. And it was just – it was an, an utter sensory overload experience that I think everybody should experience once yeah. and nobody should experience twice. Yeah, the- Something they were planning since like July too, which is just incredible when you think about it. Right, yes. right. Here's the other thing I want to know. Here's a question. Yeah. It's nuts that you don't hear about like more churches burning down from those candlelight services, man. Dude, I yeah, mean, you're right. Can we just you're be right. honest about that? Dude, that's phenomenal that we're not, we don't hear like, you know, kind of like after like trick or treat, you know, you always hear about, oh, this kid, you know, was like poisoned and man, this thing happened, that thing. Happened. There's always these things like you never hear about the, these churches like burning down. How is that possible? Yeah, they're like, well, let's give a bunch of small children open flames and see what happens. Dude, yeah. surely their insurance, like there has to be something that that all these churches insurance doesn't allow them to do, but they do it anyway, right? I mean, Dude, I, there's got to be some rider that they pay extra for that. Like, like if you do open flames on your Christmas Eve You service. guys, come on, Ron. You work at a church. You know with 100% certainty that nobody at the church reads the small print on any policy, not on how finances work. Not on how insurance works, like Dude, none of pipe. the details. You know why? Because wait for it, administration really isn't my thing. I'm more of a visionary. <laughs> right? I'm a big picture guy. I'm a planner. 
I don't do administration. Also, also you know, I've because only heard every pastor gets, I've ever met say that, absolutely, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also because uh, everybody gets A's in seminary, so they didn't have of to course. read the fine print. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Too busy reflecting, you know. Too busy reflecting to read that fine print. So I'm going to try to see if we can burn our place down this year. <laughs> there you go, baby. That's the burning. Burning your church down is the new not burning your dude, church. Dude, that's going to be. I mean, you want to talk mega church, dude? I'm going to blow this thing up literally this year. I want to see <laughs> if our church can burn down. You want the biggest spectacle in the world? Come to Substance Church Christmas Eve of the Eve. We're literally going to burn the church, baby. Down, you're a hipster. Man. Doesn't your church already meet in like a burned down factory there in Ashland? I yeah, mean, but that, we're going to burn the whole thing down. How can you, you burn it down anymore? Dude, this is going to be Christmas fire, man. <laughs> Seriously, We're that place used to house blast down. furnaces. You can't burn it Dude, down. Right. Oh, yeah. it's going to be big, you guys. Seriously, you're going to see this thing emanating from Nashville. Dude, like real, you, real men say... used to like, like fabricate metal in that building. You can't burn that thing down. <laughs> it will be the biggest Christmas Eve service of all time. Yeah. Would you say your Christmas Eve service is going to be lit in oh, that Oh, it's going to be lit. Oh. Right? Don't you worry. Oh, it will be lit.com, man. Don't wow. worry. Wow. Baby, post some pictures on uh, Instagram so Piper can share them with me via text. Oh yeah, I mean we, I mean we won't have a church after that, but it doesn't well, yeah. matter when you've done something that. That's big. not important. Yeah, you'll have you'll have the memories. Oh, no, no. you'll have the pictures. All that matters is that night. That's it, man. That's it. And we've that's been planning this since. Well, I mean, we're already planning how to like. We're already planning what we're going to do five years from now after we build the new building and <laughs> reburn it down. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, in central Ohio, there's a bunch of abandoned warehouses. You can find another building to refurb in no time. We will burn down our warehouse every Christmas Eve from now for as long as I'm at this church. That's a hipster paradise, right isn't it, Piper? All the abandoned like industrial buildings in that part of the world. You know? The Rust Belt. The man. Rust Belt. That's exactly, true. exactly. Yeah, you can you can go and pretend to be a, you know... Uh, metallurgist from the 1920s. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a dream. Um, and like, we'll have sort of like, we'll reenact like the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. We'll do like a play. <laughs> Dude, there you standing go. in the middle of the fire. We'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of advance that and connect it to Christmas. Somehow. Mm. It'll be great. You guys are invited by the way. <laughs> I like it, baby. I like it. <laughs> we will, uh, we will definitely be there. Yeah. The most, the most memorable Christmas Eve service, I think for me was um, my parents had just, they had just discovered reformed theology so we had started going to this Presby church um, in like the nearest decent sized town, which was Muncie, Muncie, Indiana. And uh, we started going to this Presby church and in typical like Presby reformed fashion vis-a-vis like misery, um, they sang every song in the hymnal at like a super slowed down like dirge pace. And it took like two and a half, three hours to get through the service. And for a kid who was like wow. waiting to open presents, it was just absolute utter misery and um yeah they waited yeah, we called until... that the let we call that the let's make baby jesus cry service oh absolutely dude absolutely yeah it was just awful um but but the good thing i, I think the silver lining in that is that like no no christmas eve service has ever felt quite that miserable so um <laughs> they really set the bar it really set the bar in a way that allowed me to be thankful for the other ones but uh boys one final thing that i'm thankful for um and i know you are too uh, this is a listener question. Movies that we love, even though we know that they're awful. So, what are your what are your favorite movies that you that you really enjoy, even though you know that they're a terrible movie? And I'll get us started because I watched one of these last night. Um, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, it, it's one of those movies that sort of appears on whatever the modern day like streaming equivalent of cable is. You know, they 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 pop up like the free movies, and uh, the the movie is called The Holiday. Um, are you guys familiar uh, yeah. with The Holiday? Indeed, I am. Yeah, so it's yes. Kate Winslet, 
um, Jack Black and the, the super tall, skinny, good looking actor whose whose name I can't think of. British dude. Um, Jude, Jude Law. Law. Jude Law. Yeah. So it's about uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Who really can't act her way out of a paper bag. So apologies to the Diaz family. If you're if you're listening, that's. <laughs> That's tough to hear on on this program. They'll be at my Christmas Eve service. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so we we watched it last night, and like my comment to KK was, a, this movie is a turd, but b, I fully enjoy this movie. <laughs> like I fully enjoy every minute of this garbage movie. And uh, I don't know. It's set it's set in England. It's in this little stone cottage, and then there's like a like a Los Angeles Isn't story it about an American who like, you know, one of those, like the hyper stressed successful yeah. American who goes to England for a, yeah. a holiday or something yes. or they, Oh, yeah. it's a house swap. That's right. And then they both fall in love. They something. both fall in love. So, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, they fall in love. Dude. And it's a totally morally bankrupt movie. That's the other thing. Like I'm kind of ashamed for liking it, but like, yeah, Cameron, Cameron Diaz gets to England and she likes sets her suitcase down and, and six seconds later, she's, having sex with with Jude Law and like like there's really nothing redeeming at all about the movie. Um so yeah, I really Would you would you say it includes some content? Dude, yes, it has some content. There are quote a few scenes, you know. There are a few scenes that that you know, some content. But uh but yeah, that's one for me and then the ultimate example of this for me is Rocky 4. Um Rocky 4 is 88 minutes of hot garbage. It's a, it's like an 88 minute music video. It's a turd. It's a terrible movie, but I love it. And I've probably seen it a hundred times. I think my favorite thing about this segment is that you unironically call movies turds and it just gives me great joy. Yeah. That's just the word. That's what some of them are. You know, actually, uh, but, I'm really happy that you, you kind of you name check Rocky, Rocky IV is, is garbage too, because like, just because like you love something doesn't mean it has to be great. So like the yeah, argument absolutely. that you would have with other people is like, no, Ronnie, it's a great movie. It's like, no, 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 no. It can be super enjoyable and not be great, like from a movie standard or perspective. Absolutely. Like yeah. Brett McCracken is not going to be writing a, a four thousand word essay about Rocky Four anytime soon. But it's still a it's still a super fun movie to watch. Yeah, agreed. Big R, what are yours, man? What Dude, are what I don't are no man? Go go to pipe, man. I, I I just okay. blank out about in, on stuff like this and topics like this. But what do you got, Pipe? I, I think mine would include Jason Statham's entire catalog of movies. <laughs> Dude, that's so like true. So they're true. Just, they're just objectively horrific movies. And I I never I never don't enjoy them. Yeah. And you know, like and the, it, you know, if they're on TV and you're clicking channels, you're like, I will watch eight minutes of Transporter Six. Yeah. Just you know, he has three facial expressions and he beats people up and he's ruggedly handsome and he's bald and He's got that I don't know what it is like Liverpudlian accent or whatever it is. It's just sort of like <laughs> there's, there's nothing good about them, and they're they're so delightfully just explosively Dude, you know, awful. You and know what he is? Fun. He's the Cameron Diaz of men. <laughs> the- yeah, because she also he, she she's like always bubbly and charming and occasionally manic, and he's like grim and fierce and then occasionally just insanely angry and he's always driving he's always a driver nobody drives as hotly as 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 this actor you know he's he's always driving he's like that guy yeah statham yeah I, there's J- jason Sta- i mean if he has a movie coming out and i see a preview for like i go to the movies to see something that's good yeah. and i see a preview for one of his like i put it in my phone like this is Dude, a right. movie that i will make note of 
to to see when it comes out. Dude, but you but you won't go to the theater for it, probably. No, absolutely yeah, yeah, not. That yeah. would I'm I'm not that much of a dude. I don't think movie. anybody in the history of cinema has ever gone to the theater to see a Jason Statham movie. They're the ultimate like cable movies. You know, he like you're flipping channels on, on cable. Yeah, they go they go like straight to cable, and you're super pumped to see them whenever whenever you run across one. Uh, no, that's a that's a great one, Pipe. Big R, any uh, any insights? Have you thought about? Yeah, that? I mean, first let me just say that I, I I think my second reform name will be Liver Pudley and Keller Martin for my a reform child's name. L- like LK that. Martin, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Liver <laughs> Pudley and Keller, LK <laughs> Martin, yeah. LK um, Martin. Okay, so this is what I'm going to have to do uh, because I'm not. Big M doesn't like movies. I don't see a lot of a lot of movies. That's so not really yeah. her thing. But um, but I but I but this is what I do do, and you guys will know this and appreciate this. So I read a lot of really bad Christmas fiction novels okay. that admittedly are absolutely horrendous, mm-hmm. but I like them. And I just finished one called yeah. Christmas by the Sea by Melody Carlson, who's a who's a big name and a big player in Christmas fiction. And Dude, a I mean, big player in the Christmas fiction player, world. A big player. <laughs> a mover and a shaker. I and uh, And dude, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's like the story. I mean, you know, it's almost like you can... You can mouth the. You can like literally quote the next chapter before you even Dude, get so to it. She, you she goes, what's going on. She goes to the coastline to like work through some things emotionally that she's going through, and uh, like she goes to the bakery and there's a really nice guy there in a sweater who's like really down to earth, and then she has to decide whether she wants to fall in love with that guy or stay with like her her stockbroker boyfriend like back in the city. Is that the is that the storyline of it? Baby, you're so close. Dude, no, I know. I know. You're so yeah. you're incredibly I, I close. See, I man. see you too yeah. have read Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but dude, Nicholas Sparks, I mean, dude, he's like the Einstein dude, Nicholas, of, of fiction. Yeah, he, he's like I mean, J.D. Salinger. He's like David Foster Wallace. Dude, he, compared yeah, to he, I mean, dude, yeah. seriously, man. I mean, he's like the J.I. Packer of Christmas fiction compared with these people <laughs> that I'm reading, man. Uh, dude, uh, dude, I'm not kidding, man. Yeah, I mean, Sparks is like way up. The, you're like, oh, dude, Sparks. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's Sparks. hard for me to even read. It's hard for me to even understand Sparks novels. I got to read them like twice, right? Dude, right. You could uh, you could take whole college classes on Nick, the Nicholas <laughs> totally. Sparks novel. That's a, that's a class I'm teaching. Yeah, I mean, I'd still get an A in it. But, well, of course um, you would. Yeah, your insights are wonderful. Even, even though you don't understand. I have no, no clue. But yeah, but these are Understanding like, these are like, it doesn't these, matter anymore. <laughs> these are like the Christian versions of these things where there's just – and this is what's been fascinating over the last few years is like these, these Christmas Christian fiction novels. They don't have to have a lot of Christianity in them anymore at all. Like, Dude, so, okay, so my favorite thing about that, how, barely do they sne- mentioned. how do they sneak in the Christianity? It'll like be what? like, seriously, so I just read this book, A Christmas by the Sea by Melody Carlson. Mel. And uh, my wife just hates that I admitted that right now, by the way, guys. That's just, mm. like, Big M is bummed that the that the world now knows that. But that's what it is. Um, so here's what it is. She literally, in the entire book, she met, there was, like, one time where they, they, you know, her and her son, because she's a single mom, uh, she's a <clears throat> widowed mom. See how close you were, Big T? Like, they, yeah. they, they, no, they broke know. down yeah. at some point and they prayed. Yeah. That was mm. literally that was mm. the entirety of the Christian content in the book, dude. That's vintage Melody Carlson, though. Oh, I mean, that's what Melody. she does. She's yeah. going to give you a little of that vintage you know? Mel. Well, to be to be fair, Mel. they're also they're not very gritty, and there's not really any content. So you you know <laughs> they they avoid they avoid the questionable aspects of yeah. you know that 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 romance. Right, there's not a few uh, stories can can tip into. It's yeah. a Christian yeah. version of the holiday minus the fornication. Mm. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Sold. Sold. 
Baby, don't gonna, buy it. I'll send it to you as a gift um, after my I burn my church down for Christmas Eve. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Make sure you rescue the Melody Carlson library from the fire. I, though, and, I will. And, and I will ship it off sure. to me. Absolutely. 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 Uh, boys, we have uh, we've done what we always do on this program. We've we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics. A real like diverse set of topics today. I feel like we, you know, we covered a lot of grounds. Um, so so good on us for doing that. And um, make sure you run, don't walk to LagarusRoasters.com. Um, with each bag you buy, uh, just know that you're helping us build our coffee empire. So. Um, Which in this case will help Ronnie rebuild his church. Dude, right? In, it's kind uh, of it's cause marketing at this point. So you can you can feel good about knowing that uh, proceeds from every bag of coffee you buy go to us. And uh, we have indeed wandered to and fro. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.